You've arrived. You've arrived to the Nipple Whiskers Podcast with your host, Bob Dog. He doesn't like you either. Come along as he explores the shadows of yesterday's failures in order to gain the knowledge required for a better tomorrow. The journey starts now. What is up, folks? What is up, folks? How's everybody doing out there? How's everybody doing out there? This is Bob Dog checking in with you once again on the Nipple Whiskers podcast. Thank everybody for showing up and being in attendance. Um, once again, I appreciate everybody. And let's jump right into it. We're going to go ahead and start off with UFC 268. Um, it was a magnificent showing. The whole card was just stacked. I, you know, I would go over the entire card, but. Man, I'm just going to focus on those top three main fights, and they were just magnificent. Justin Gaethje over Michael Chandler. Um, That decision, I mean, it was a clear-cut decision. Gaethje gave him the business. Michael Chandler definitely, I think he caught an uppercut and just got sank, fought through it, survived, um, survived, fought all the way to the end, and that was a war. Definitely nothing but respect for both of those guys. Justin Gaethje's always involved in just a war, straight up war. And uh, man, as advertised, that dude is a beast. He's definitely the number one contender and deserves the next title title shot. The only person he lost lost to was Khabib, and everybody lost to Khabib. Oh man, that was a beautiful show. And he just the hands from both guys. Michael Chandler showed up. He definitely gave a good show and. I mean, he got, you know, Dana White got his money's worth from both of those guys for sure. Rose Namanunas, Rose Namanunas. Usually I sound better when I say that last name, but I don't know for some reason that one kind of stumbled out. Uh, she got the decision over Zhang Weili. Oh, man, beautiful fight. Beautiful fight. I thought Zhang might even steal it. Um, Weili, was, she was giving her the business. Um, Rose was definitely one of the what is it, second round. I think Rose definitely lost. But she came on strong and started working those takedowns and working that ground game on the fourth and fifth round. I think that's what really concreted her the victory, and I think she knew that. If they remained standing those last two rounds, it definitely would have been a tough decision. So Rose, I think, pulled pulled you know apart in those last two rounds using her wrestling. Um, Wei Lee definitely got some ground control, especially I believe in the third and fourth round, a little bit of back control even. But she definitely got close and was doing some, you know, good maneuvers. Rose was able to wiggle her, wiggle her way out. I saw Rose fall on her back, and she definitely pulled like a bicycle kick. Remind me of Liu Kang when you used to begin in Mortal Kombat, and you just hold A for like three seconds or something, two seconds, and let go. And it's, dang! Man, I'm back in the day right there, Super Nintendo. Um, that's back when Mortal Kombat 1. On Super Nintendo, you were able to just press up, up, and that was a fatality for Scorpion. He'd pull his ma- mask off and like melt the blow fire at the person's feet and melt them. Back in the day, you know what I mean? These crazy fatalities nowadays. If you watch the modern Mortal Kombat's, um, for anybody the OGs that used to play, check out the new ones. Just to go on YouTube and check out like a trailer of the new ones. Oh man, it's nuts. It's unreal. I couldn't even imagine what kind of cheat codes you got to put in just to pull them off. Because I know back in the day, it was like left, right, straight, up, right, L1, R1, X, square, circle, triangle, jump, and then L1, R1 at the same time. And it was like, whoa, for real, man. Like, I don't know. The homies had them down. But me, I wasn't. I was always out there on my skateboard. I didn't have that time. I didn't, I didn't own the game for a very long time. 
So that was beautiful. Um, very good fight right there. Zhang Weili, um, I don't know where she goes next. She can start knocking out the division, but this is the fight that is it, number three is going to happen. With that being said, Kamaru Usman over Colby Covington. I don't think this fight needs to happen again. I think it can happen again, um, but it doesn't need to. I don't think Colby's going to win nine out of ten times. Um, I think one of the ten times he'll win. Definitely he started, you know, catching Colby. I mean, Kamaru. But Kamaru definitely showed dominance and just far superior in takedown defense. I don't think Kobe even really had a chance on most of them. Trevor Whitman, that was the real winner of the night. Definitely want to give a shout-out to everybody. Oh, let's give a shout-out to every one of the fighters first. Sorry I didn't do it individually. You all deserve it individually. So I'll give you three. Y'all can fight over who gets each one, but that would be one hell of a bro. Trevor Whitman, man, one hell of a performance as a coach. He had three of them, you know, three of the stars from his show were just his people, and they all came out and won. They didn't win from just, you know, boring shows. They all came out with just bangers, technique, and heart. Um, I, I would like to say you can't teach that, but either he is just very selective on who he brings in and he knows how to recognize heart, or this dude is teaching it because, man, everybody, everybody, all all six of those contenders were just had a heart for days. But the three victorious ones just had the bigger heart. You know what I mean? It was it was amazing. UFC 268, a success. Good job, Dana White. And good job, all fighters in attendance. Good job. I know we got Chito Vera. You got uh, that kickboxer that converted. I know he did a knee. There was a heavyweight with a spinning back kick. There was so much of that, you know. That night was a beautiful night. Um, Frankie Edgar, definitely have loved him for years. I remember when I was training really hard in um, MMA, he was just coming up. Um, I went to, with my pastor at the time and one of my trainers, I went over to his house and watched the UFC, and that's where I saw Frankie Edgar in his UFC debut. Ever since that point, the dude's just had heart. Going from there, you know, I don't know where he's going to go next, but man, 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 man. Canelo Alvarez fight versus Caleb Plant. Canelo Alvarez is 57-1-2. That is an amazing career. I know he's getting older now. The only time he really lost was when he was completely dominated by Mayweather. Um, I remember watching that. That was a beautiful fight. I made a lot of money. Caleb Plant, he was 21-0 at the time of this fight. He was, I believe, the IBF you know, champ, and Canelo took that belt, so he has like four now at the time. It was an 11th round knockout. It definitely was not as entertaining of the, as the UFC fights, but Canelo just showed his dominance. He bought his time. Uh, Caleb was hitting him with the jab and, you know, doing light work on the outside, but Canelo, ultimately, that power was just unstoppable. He destroyed Caleb with, man, it was it was beautiful knockout. Um, he got him down a couple times, but it definitely ended the show, and that was a good good event. Jump over. Been spending a lot of time in the NFT market, like always. You already know. Um, definitely, Ethereum hit its all-time high a couple times. Ethereum is just skyrocketing. Buy it while you can, folks. Um, a lot of people thinking it's too late, and think ninety-nine percent of people don't, don't even know what NFTs are at this point. So when you talk about NFTs, that's a little different. But ETH alone, 
just buy it now. Um, I think, you know, for, with what's being built on Ethereum, the sky's the limit. I think that, it you know, it's the only thing right now that will rival Bitcoin from what I can see just because of what's being built on the Ethereum network compared to Bitcoin. But built Bitcoin, it's an OG, so it's going to be hard to catch them, but Ethereum can do it. Gas prices went, oh, I almost had dropped the F-bomb on there, but I don't even need to for that situation. But gas prices went crazy. I'm talking over 300 plus GUI or whatever you call it. It was it was well over um, three hundred bucks. You know what I mean? Well over three hundred bucks. Even if you wanted to buy something for forty bucks, you were spending three forty. It was ridiculous. It was really hard on the NFT market because Ethereum was all the way up and gas prices were up and going crazy as well. I believe because of the Sheeb coin, but you know that's debatable. I believe Sheeb is built on the Ethereum network, so it, it totally to me it was understandable. But uh, you know there might be different. A debate there to be had, so I don't just want to say concretely, but that would be my my hypothesis. Um, yeah, that was crazy. The NFT market definitely sank for a little while, and that was basically for almost a week. Today, the gas, the gui was roughly around um, ninety, around ninety gui for the gas prices. You know, so much better than the three hundred plus. If I waited on it, which I did, I was able to get in the seventy dollar range when I bought this. Oh, man, I scored today. I scored a Lockdown Lemming, um, just amazing piece. It was a bloodshot. I definitely posted it on the social media. Um, I've been waiting for a bloodshot. I never. I didn't know if I'd ever own one, honestly, because they're, they're real pricey. And the minimum was 0.1, which right now, uh, let me just guess, but I'm going to guess it was like 600 bucks or something. And then you got to pay gas on top of that. And for some strange reason, I had converted. I had some ETH, um, which was wrapped ETH. I can get into that in another episode, but that's better for, you know, making offers and auctions. So I had that, I had it in line ready. And then I was clicking around. I was actually had a couple offers out there that I'm sure would have been taken. Next thing I know, I'm clipping, clicking through the lockdown lemmings, just they're typical because right now is a Halloween event. I figured there'd probably be a lot of eyes on the, the, uh, lawless lemmings at this point. You know, for those that know, they're going to be looking in that area. There are some super scores out there for anybody looking. Check out the the Lawless Lemmings on OpenSea. There are some awesome deals out there. I'm in love with one of them, but I ain't even going to call it out because y'all will buy it. And then hopefully I'll gift it to me in the future. But now I ain't going to say nothing. That's all up to, you know, for each their own. I definitely have my eye on some over there. But with that being said, I just scrolled on to the basic lockdown lemmings just because I figured not too many people are looking there right now because all the attention's on, you know, the lawless lemmings. I found the score of a lifetime for 0.03. We're, you know, not not very much. I think, what was it, like 130 bucks? I think, at the time. That and then gas was roughly, like I said, around 70, maybe maybe 90 bucks. Um, I, I had to wait for it to drop. I didn't have too much Ethereum in my account. And... uh I did. I was moving money around, but I had to wait for it to hit my account, and I knew if anybody saw it, they were going to buy it. I mean, this is ridiculous. I'm going to be honest and say I think the, that the buyer probably was – it had just been transferred a couple hours before. My only theory is maybe he meant to put 0.3 because this this one is – I mean, it's worth way more than what it was listed at. It's a score of a lifetime in the NFT market for me at this point, and we'll see, you know, what it turns into but it's a beautiful thing and those interested check it out lockdown lemmings love the community their discord is always popping um big things coming can't speak on that but 
They're always working on something. The law list just came out. I mean, the minting was just, what, two, three months ago, almost three months ago, and they've already dropped a law list. They're always working on something. Love what the team is doing. Um, check it out. Check it out, folks. With that being said, that's enough NFT talk because I'll be giving, oh, you know what? Before I move on to that, just because I'm very interested, Coinbase NFT, the marketplace, coming soon. Right now, everything's done through OpenSea. Like I said, I paid some crazy gas prices through a lot of people were paying crazy gas prices that's not all open seas fault a lot of it's the ethereum network but open sea does charge you know quite a bit on their side but you also charge royalties and then i think i forget exactly what open sea charges either three percent or five percent but then you know it's not cheap very curious to see what the coinbase market nft marketplace brings to the table um, I'm not sure exactly what they're going to offer as far as, you know, reg- um, restrictions and what NFTs as far as tokens and, you know, what's legal and what NFTs they will allow to be purchased and even what chains. I'm not really sure. Very interested to hear like the details coming up, but I can tell you that there were like millions signed up within the first couple of days. They haven't released many stats since then, but I believe that the end for the signup is coming up. It was either today or in the next two days. So hopefully we begin hearing more about the Coinbase NFT wallet. I'm super excited. Um, NFT Marketplace, my bad, because I already have a wallet out. But just the game is expanding. I've seen um, Sacramento Kings, one of their main rookies. He was balling out, and he had a Board 8 Yacht Club, uh, you know, airbrushed on his shoe. That was beautiful things. And definitely everybody knows about them Island Boys out there just shouting everybody out. They're definitely all over Twitter space and social media, just calling out different, you know, just, uh, man, it's, it's ridiculous. I see a lot of the stars coming into the scene and I'm not even a hater just because every, Hey, this is for everybody. There's enough for everybody. And that's the amazing thing about the, at least the NFT community, um, crypto. Like I don't really can't say I'm too involved with the crypto community just because even when I bought and sold crypto, I didn't really talk to too many people about it. I wasn't in discords or anything, but NFTs have definitely brought me into a different realm as far as just discord in general and just have me tuned into projects far beyond reading reports. I can actually talk to the owners and AMAs and just ask any questions that I have and kind of get a little insight before the market even hits. Because if you have your ear to the pavement and you're in their discord, you gotta you get a good idea of what's what's coming up. Beautiful things, beautiful things, folks. Um, Definitely got some q and I got asked. Let me see, where'd this one come from? I think this one came in on Twitter. I didn't even get a name down, but I did get a, just a suggestion for a book. Somebody want to know, you know, just a random suggestion for a book. Give me a book. And this, it doesn't matter, you know, whatever gender you claim. If you're a man, woman, alien, elephant, um, toaster, it doesn't matter. Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert uh, Kiyosaki. If you if you see it, Robert Kiyosaki, it's, it's the right book. Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And this is not just for dads. This is not just for males. This is for anybody. And it's more of a perspective and mindset book. Um, it has a lot to do, when I started reading it, it had a lot to do with my own life in the sense that my dad worked really hard. He was an employee at like 15 years old. By the time I was born, he ended up owning the business. Um, so he worked his A off and then uh, eventually technology just kind of pushed his trade out of the way. 
you can say that or say that he didn't evolve with technology and kind of branch out either way. He began a motorcycle shop and went a different way, but he just worked his tail off. I kind of watched him lose everything. And then I had my stepdad and he was just a hustler. He always worked at home, worked from computer and network administrator, always at home, just running things from, you know, the kitchen and watching TV and jumping on and doing online gambling and always doing little hustle things with technology. So Rich Dad, Poor Dad, an awesome book on perspective. Um, it definitely made me just enter, you know, rethink just the way I grew up and how lucky I was because I was able to relate with this book. But I've, you know, heard a lot of people say that it, it connects and just gives them a different perspective. And no way is right. No way is wrong as long as you're happy. But if you have the ability to have the knowledge of both, the discipline of going every day, and if you have the knowledge of, technology and a side hustle that's what i'm trying to accomplish so that book was big to me rich dad poor dad sorry i don't didn't take the name and location of that one but there's your answer player sorry about that i do remember it was a dude though um james in detroit i did get that one how do you feel about electric cars um this is coming most likely because i am right now a full-time mechanic i do volkswagens um rvs Ah, electric cars. I love them. Um, my, my experience with electric cars, as far as Tesla's is zero. I'm definitely, you know, a ghetto kid. I definitely mess with little nineties Hondas and things, but I do have a lot of experience with RC cars. And I remember when nitro cars, you know, ran the game, they, you couldn't touch the nitro cars, the electric cars could barely even keep up with those. And the nitro cars, you know, they always, they were high, high maintenance, but they were dipping. Nowadays, currently, and this is, you know, 10, 15 years later, electric cars are smashing. The nitro cars try to keep up, but ultimately it's mostly electric now. The, even the nitro cars are kind of getting pushed out. They're a little of the bigger models. You know, the eight scale, they definitely are a lot of nitro cars. There's nothing like them. They kick up a lot of dirt and they sound awesome. Just wham, wham, wham. But, um, yeah, I have a lot more experience with the electric RC cars. I love them, the torque and just what they're going to do with the, the Teslas and things like that is going to be crazy. I just see the way that the RC people were just hacking, you know, battery hacks and just the way that you charge them and at what charge rate and how you expand the cells or the pathways to the cells or something so they can expel, you know, quicker and just the little hacks that people were doing in the RC game just because, you know, I was in the, the racing scene out there. Um, shout out Coyote Hobbies out there in Victorville. They were dope, man. They're still out there. I just happened to sell my RC cars because it was taking up too much of my family time. It was an hour each way, and then I spend, you know, I want to spend five, six hours out there. That's eight hours out of my Sunday and or Saturday, and then I watch football the next day. Just no family time, and we were having a baby, so had to get rid of those. Uh, definitely miss it. Definitely, I still look at the pages and really, really want one. Probably jump back into it, but don't count me out. All right, so that's electric cars. Love them. Um, I do plan on buying a Tesla. I would love to buy a Tesla and we'll see where it goes from there. Amy out in Germany. That's very, very far. Uh, but definitely appreciate, you know, all the tuning in and just the curiosity. So what is nipple whiskers? Jump into that one real quick. Uh, the name itself is a legend. That was the Bob dog. Gimme. I definitely back in the day was, you know, I hooked up with a chick and, People didn't believe me that they were nipple whiskers, and I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, 
But definitely, you know, the, the nipple just had whiskers. It was it was kind of odd, and people still don't believe me. At my homie's house when I was talking, my buddy's house when I was talking to him and his wife, um, I was trying to explain to her, and she was like, that's impossible. So we tried to Google it, and Google only gives me, Google said that I was correct. Um, we definitely couldn't find any pictures, but we didn't really look. That would kind of be disturbing. But nipple whiskers basically is, as it says, is just, your nipples got a mustache, you know, or a goatee, or whatever you want to call it. And I'm, sure, I know that hers did, even though I was intoxicated when it occurred. I was like, "This is awkward." Um, but what is it in the, in the sense of a goal, or what am I trying to accomplish? It's changed over time. My main goal was just to be like a um, broadcast um, speaker for the ghetto, and just where you know, just the people around me, not not the ghetto, but just the people that I associate with that wanted to get their voice out that were unable. Um, I definitely had this weird thought of doing uh, hooker chronicles and just riding around and picking up like prostitutes or just people that, you know, live hard lives and just talking to them and just trying to understand, you know, why in their lives they're doing what they're doing. Cause it's crazy around here in the ghetto. I mean, there was just a uh, three cops shot in two days by the same guy. He went and shot up one cop car one day. And then the, the following day he, you know, lit up, the cops hit two of them and they took them out and it was just, it's nuts over here. But just to like figure out why there's some young girls out there on baseline, just like walking it and just like, wow, man, that girl's got to be 16 years old. What is she doing out here? And I'm sure it has to do with drugs or maybe it has to do something at home or something from their childhood. But I just wanted to give like a voice just to people in general, not just, you know, people in hard times, but people in good times and just be able to connect people. So, what I've been able to turn it into is nothing so far, but I've been working, getting the practice in, making sure everything's set up, and I, I, I big things, big goals for these things. And I love to just be a voice piece and share the little bit of knowledge that I do have and the mistakes that I do make. I try to share them so others don't have to. Definitely when my son asks why I'm happy all the time, it just starts with being thankful, definitely. Um being a little registered runaway when I was like 15 years old, taking off to Vegas, had my little fake ID and everything. We were just, man, I took off on my sister who I was living with. Cause she was, you know, just going crazy with her dude. And he was wanted by the, you know, I just moved out with a dude that was wanted by the FBI. That was big. Cause he had the gold grill and just tatted down. He was out there from Louisiana. He was busted. Well, his house got raided on like a, a cocaine charge, but he ended up, he wasn't home. His family was there, and then he found out, so he just took off and ended up out there. He was actually, I believe he's the dad of my, yeah, he is, but he's the dad of my niece, and I believe he's doing life now in uh, L.A., somewhere close to me for a murder, but we just wilding, man. We were wilding, opened up a little crack house and just running life, man. It was Life was a trip, so if I can help somebody in any situation, just try to relate with people, my life has been um, an interesting one, so relating with people is pretty pretty easy for me because I've done everything from live with Klansmen to live with, you know, my ghetto homies that, you know, running a crack house and just doing our thing until the police jammed me up and expedited me out of Nevada. But that was just a childhood, and I've come a long way since then. Um, been stabbed, you know what I mean? Definitely been shot at. I definitely build firearms now, and, man, life in the ghetto. With that being said, uh, yeah, that's that's nipple whiskers, man. It's just, it is what it is. Um, Michael out in Nashville, um, upcoming NFT projects to watch. 
let's see if you're really interested, like the next two days, because that's like when I'm looking at. I have two coming out. I think they, yeah, they both come out on Tuesday, um, November the 9th. And the first one, it depends on what you're looking for. The first one, um, it looks like it has some interest in utility. I still need to do some research on it. I planned on buying it, but with this lockdown lemmings that popped up and I had to get that score, I definitely dipped into some of the ETH that I plan to do some minting with. So now I got to make some decisions. So I can't promise I'll get into both of these projects, but I'll probably get into one of them. Thorguards, um, check out Thorguards. The art is dope. The little warrior guys, but the utility is they're built on, along with the Thor chain. Um, they, they're going to just check it out. I don't even want to try to explain without opening the website and then trying to read it, but I'm not trying to read it to you because you're probably better off reading it than listening to me trying to read it because I would rather just spit off my dome because I'm not the best reader. I'm not ashamed of it. I'll definitely read for you all. If that's what you want me to do, just let me know. Hit me with some DMs. Say, read this on the net, and I will get on and read it for you. You know what I mean? But with that being said, Thorguards. Check out Thorguards. They drop for a .08. And they, they bring some interest in utility over time, especially if the Thor chain continues to grow. They can definitely rise just based off the utility. The art is cool. And if you get a rare one, you'll probably make, you know, you stand to make some good money. The other one um, has a decent little following, the Voo Dolls. They're .099, and I just like them basically due to the art. I've been part of their community for a little while. There's definitely a couple hundred people right now that are, in and out, in and out, nothing too steady. The the community, the community is not, you know, the most solid, but the art is dope. So check out Voo Dolls. They're definitely, you know, some real, real sick art. And like I said, they're they're both under point one. So you know, a couple hundred bucks gets you in the game. If you meant something rare, hopefully you can four times, you know, five times your money. And that's if you want to sell. Otherwise, you can hold on to it, and who knows what'll happen in the long run. Alrighty, folks, with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. Um, it's pretty late over here. I just wanted to get one in for y'all. I've been watching football all day. My Packers got smashed on. But with that being said, my fantasy team did its own smashing. So you win some, you lose some, and I'm thankful. Either way, I'm just thankful for my health. Um, I hope you all can relate and just be, you know, I hope you're all healthy to begin with. And then I hope that we can all just be thankful for that and find a common goal. And my, my goal ultimately is to share information and to receive information. I love hearing from the people. I love hearing from each and every one of you. Um, I love everybody until you give me a reason to hate you. And even then I try not to hate people. Um, if I hate people, it it usually leads to bad things and I would rather let's just understand each other. Um, I know it seems, seems more diff. It seems very difficult to do, but believe it or not, Conflict is more difficult than just trying to understand each other. So let's go ahead and take the time. You know, don't just, everybody has bad days and you never know what everybody's going through. So when somebody does something out of line, just, you never know. You never know what crazy things happen at home. I don't even like bringing it up just because I've seen some crazy ass things and life is nuts, man. We're all just trying to make it, and end of the day, especially as parents, we just want the best for our kids, and that's that's it. Um, before you have kids, it's kind of different. I definitely didn't have a purpose, so I was running amok. I was definitely out there doing all types of robberies or whatever I needed to do to get some food because when you're out there on your own and you're hungry, there's nobody to feed you. 
Um, I was definitely a renaissance, you know, I was wanted, so I couldn't be out there asking for change or, you know, panhandling because that was a quick way to jail and a quick way to get caught up. So I had started doing some crazy things and life is nuts. Life is nuts. I'm happy I made it. I'm happy I stayed out of the legal system, you know, ultimately. Um, and I was lucky. I was lucky. A lot of people aren't so lucky and all my best friends growing up are pretty much gone or in prison, but mostly, most of them, I go visit them every once in a while. It's just a headstone. So I love each and every one of y'all. Um, man, got to call my son again cause he's been ducking me, but whew, life is too short. Appreciate every moment that y'all spend with me. I uh, definitely love hearing from everybody. Give me some more questions. Relate with me. If y'all want to even want to be on contact me, we we'll try to work something out and Bob dog, man, the legend continues. Nipple Whiskers Podcast. Subscribe where you get your podcasts and hit me on social media. Love and appreciate y'all. Um, I do have a Discord going. There's nothing on there yet. There's not even a, not even a reason to be on there. But if y'all do join up, I'll be on there to bug y'all. Love and appreciate y'all, man. Nipple Whiskers. I'm out. Bob Dog. Love. The time has come. You've been listening to the Nipple Whiskers Podcast. With your host, Bob Dog. He doesn't like you either. Follow us on social media, subscribe on YouTube, and visit nipplewhiskerspodcast.com for exclusive offers and information on upcoming episodes. This podcast will now self-destruct in three, two, one.